Jacob and Simon here, Six Pod. Uh, hope everybody's having a great week. We're we're doing well, Jacob. We've got a lot of uh, a lot of things on the move right now. It's it's uh, it's a very busy like time to be a, a Toronto sports fan. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an exciting time. But firstly, what's going on? How is uh, how's your week going? Yeah, so I'm just getting uh, ramped up now for for finals. Those are starting this weekend for me. So um, that's mostly, you know, taking up most of my time. But when I'm not doing that, it's mostly, you know, reading reading what's going on with the Jays. So um, yeah, how about yourself? Uh, yeah, same kind of kind of situation. Just uh preparing for a couple of uh couple of finals and uh kind of using the the sports as kind of a, a hiatus from it all which is kind of mm-hmm. cool um but no i am uh i'm doing well i'm doing well i'm doing well uh, yeah so i mean like you said there's um you know there's lots for toronto fans to kind of be into right now and I think, Simon, we got to go right off the top. I think we got to go right into the Leafs. I think they're, you know, in the middle yep. of the season. Yep. Break us, you know, just lead us into that kind of discourse, Simon. Yeah, so... I think it was uh, two weeks ago when... And I think I... I got pretty pretty heated uh, on the pod about us losing to Montreal five two. Mm-hmm. At, at um, I think this was discussed last podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't just me; like it wasn't. Maybe I did overreact, but like the Leafs collective fan base started asking questions about this team. Like, how can you go into the last place team? Like that should be automatic. That should be an automatic two points. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've responded as best as one can. Um, you know, they just finished a five game win streak against teams like, Boston, Tampa, um, Carolina, um, Winnipeg. Uh, these are good teams. These are good teams. And th- this was a very, very uh, pivotal part of the set of, of the season. Um, and Marner and Matthews in particular are playing the best hockey of their life right now. It's, it's really special. Um, Matthews has tied Rick Vive for the, uh, leader of goals in a single season for a Maple Leaf record. I suspect that's a pretty will... big deal. I think that's oh, a pretty that's... big deal, Simon. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, a, it's a massive um... deal. It is, it is a massive deal. And he's deal. clearly going to break it, right? 
knock on wood. Oh, I mean, oh, yeah, barring he doesn't so. get injured. Injured, um, yeah. He's, Simon's, I, I've heard you say it a lot, you know, to me over the past couple of weeks, but yeah, is, is Austin Matthews the best player in the NHL right now? Uh, I would say so. I would, you know, you've got those two frauds over there in Edmonton, mm-hmm. just putting mm-hmm. up points on their power play. Um, and they're just defensive liabilities. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, unless Matthews like falls off the face of the earth, I think he's going to win the heart this year. Um, Shuster, so Shusterkin, good, Shusterkin, who was going to like the goalie in New York, he was going to win it for a bit, but then he sucks now for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, no, this is special, um, and it, and it's really really encouraging. Like, um, you know, I I get us, you know, losing to the 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 uh, the Panthers five two after we were sorry we were up five two and then they come back. It was on a back to back in Florida after playing Tampa. Uh, our goaltender was a sieve. Like, it just it's just not. Like I'm not going to get worked up over one single, you know, goal when they've been that good. I don't appreciate. There's no the way you had that. You didn't have no, that. So I was pretty heated right last away. night because it was just frustrating. Yeah. Like I was, I was riding that high, man. You were getting some of the texts I was saying were just blasphemy. <laughs> I was yeah. like, Florida's going to get out of the first round. Yeah. They're overrated. Yeah. Uh, ate my words uh, mm-hmm. in the third, mm-hmm. but the narrative of the Leafs not being good like at shutting down games is so lazy, man. I did a little bit of research today. Their, uh, their um, points after leading two periods, they're 33, one and three. So like, I'm not worried necessarily about what, mm-hmm. you know, happened. Um, and again, Jack Florida's Camp. the best team in the league right now. Well, too, and like and they're known for their game. they're known for their offense. Like I don't have it in front of me right now, but I think like their goals for per game is like is like four or five. Like like they're just their offense is just disgusting. Um, yeah, like I. And to be honest, the the Dubis's motto has always been we can outscore our problems. That's mm-hmm. how he has built this team. As of late in the past two to three years, he's put a little bit more emphasis on defense, hence the signing of TJ Brody, hence the uh the trade for Lubushkin, hence the signing of Bogosian last year. Like really, really strong defensive oriented players that don't produce a lot on the offense. But that uh, premise, I think, is starting to like show a little bit. Like, for example, Tampa, we didn't have a have a great game, uh, and the same thing in uh, in in Philadelphia. But we just came in and just scored, and then just didn't let off the scoring for a bit. So, uh, you know, I can I can I can complain and I can critique the defense of the Leafs, and I will. Um, but if Matthews and Marner play the way 
that they have been playing, I am truly not scared of any other team except Colorado. Big words from you over there. Big words. Well, like, what do you, what do, what do we do, man? Like when you've got Matthews and Marner, man, you know, he's got like 66 points in his like last 36 games played, like just something egregious. Like what? Oh, he's playing the best hockey of his career. He's overrated and overpaid, but he is playing the best hockey of his career. Interesting. Question I I have for you, I think... Okay, yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. no you go you ahead. Go. You go. Mine can wait. Uh, well, it's kind of moving on to a different topic. So, not topic. Like, it's okay. going to still be about the Leafs. So, what were you going to ask? All I was going to say, Simon, was that if Mitch Marner, you know, continues on this pace into the yep. playoffs yep. and the Leafs, you know, yep. do well because of him, yep. you and I, between the two of us, yep. will have arguably made, you know, two of the worst takes in Toronto sports history between Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Mitch Marner. So what was my you take, know? though? What was my take? What was my Your take? Your take and overall view, I think, of Mitch Marner is that Mitch Marner is garbage. I think yeah. I think any viewer, any listener yeah. would agree yeah. with me on that. Yeah. 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 So all I'm saying uh, is hold up, hold you got to be prepared hold up, hold up, hold up. to... Hold up. Yeah, no, I'll eat, I'll eat my words, but let's just get this... Okay. Let's get this straight. No, I agree. I he agree. is a regular season Gretzky right now mm-hmm. he does he's he's a fan he's a fantastic fantastic regular season player hence what we're seeing right now but the critique of marner that i've had for the last year particularly from june onwards of last year was that what when when the playoffs come the game gets a little bit tighter the whistles go away people get a little bit more 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 mean Right, he calls for he calls for Daddy Paul and doesn't do anything, and so that's my critique of him. He's he's a he is a game breaker, bro. He can just open up a game and just 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 win it for a team, like just an unreal difference maker if he wants to be. But mm-hmm. I and hey. I'll eat my words all day if he comes in and wins a series. I'll do it. Okay. okay. I'll, I'm just saying. I can't tweet I'm at him saying. because, you know, but. He's um, blocked. Yeah. Yep. Um, How about this? How about this, though? Is, is Matthews having so much success because of Marner's, you know, success? Like, is Marner the initiator of their collective oh, huge, success? Huge, huge, huge. So it is huge. Marner or is it Matthew? Who's the initiator of the other's success. Does that make sense? Yeah. So um, both are having, you know, really good seasons. But who is not who without the other? Oh, I there's no doubt in my mind that Matthews um can do well without Marner. I just don't think Matthews is Matthews with what he's producing without Marner if that makes sense. Like um do you think it's, whoever gets put with Marner is like yeah, set yeah, up for could, success though? Yeah, yeah. Put put me. Well, okay. Here, here's a great example. Put me with Marner, and I'll score, you know, twenty a year. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But say, here's I an like, example. You know, here's an example. Here's an example. Here's an example. I've made some egregious takes uh, over about Michael Bunting this year. Mm-hmm. Who was a nine hundred? He was better than Drysaddle. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Michael Bunting, right? Two year, 900K, 950K, comes from Arizona. Dubas knows him from the Sioux, right? He's played like 15 games, right? Um, he's leading rookie scoring technically this year because of, you know, riding shotgun with Matthews and Marner. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this is the case, but like whenever uh, Hyman is in town, he should be paying Matthews and Marner for, for, for their dinners, because I definitely think his contract that he got from Edmonton had to do with him playing on that line. Um, it's so, it's so difficult for me to for for me to analyze. That's fair. Um, but it, this is this is a special team. This is a special team. Like I I'm I'm really like this is the most complete team that I've ever seen from Dubis. Um, I think Keith's you're, an idiot. You're, sometimes you're riding the emotional. So I think Keith's right an idiot now. though. I think Ke- I think Keith is an idiot. Um, so you think he's like Charlie, pretty much? No, well, so. Well, I think I think Keith's a little abusive, though. I think Charlie after like I think after a loss, Charlie brings everybody in, hugs them, um, and then goes out for dinner that night. Um, I think Keith could get physically physically aggressive in that change room. Um, but here's what I don't. Here's what here's 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 a take, Jacob. And then I want to ask you a question about the Leafs. Okay. I don't think I don't think Jake Muzzin is good anymore, and I don't think he should be playing in the first game of the playoffs. Hmm. Why? He's explain. not good. He's not good. Okay. He's but not good. More. He hasn't Why been he good. good. He hasn't been. He hasn't been in very good at all this year. In what ways? He's a defensive liability. He's just a defensive liability. Um, I can pull up some objective numbers if you would like me to, but he has like his on-ice statistics. There is a significant decrease in his defensive awareness this year. Um, Whether it's age, whether it's the concussions and the head injuries, he's he's just, I think, breaking down. I think his body's breaking down. And I think... There are six better defensemen than Jake Muzzin right now. If we could somehow turn back the clock and get 2019 Muzzin, even last year, man, he was really special, um, then for sure. But everything that I've seen this year does not uh, indicate that he's at that level anymore. And... Mm-hmm. I definitely think he should be sitting in the press box first game. You heard it here first. Same with Jake Wayne Muzzin. Simmons and, and uh, Spezza for that matter too, probably. Okay, you're going to have to edit that out. <laughs> I don't accept that. Um, um, quick question for you, if that's okay, but before, I know this was supposed to be yeah. like a small part of the podcast. Um, who do you think the Leafs match up the best to Ooh. in the East? Like if you could pick your opponent, so you've got you've got Tampa, My Tampa, Boston, Florida. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't want to say I want Boston, Simon. No, I I do. 
I do. Okay, uh, then I'll say that too because that's yeah. how I feel like Tampa and Florida. Okay, Florida. I I think you know based on what I've seen and heard is yeah. that you know they're, yeah, they're the hottest they're team away. in the league. Yeah, and then Tampa Bay, you just can't really bet against them. You know, yeah. they're one of yep. those teams. Yep. Low yep. key, Simon. If they win again, are one of the biggest dynasties, dynasties. in hockey over the yep. past 20, 30 years, 100%. right? So. Also, Two teams you don't Vasco, want to really Vasilevsky see. scares me so much, man. For some reason, he can just turn it on, and it's just, there's nothing you can do. Like, that scares me. Austin versus Andre. That's a great matchup, though. I, I'd, I'd want to see, you know, a seven-game series with Tampa. I think that would be really cool. That, no, it could be electric for a couple of reasons, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, so I think I'm, bo- I think I'm definitely Boston. Boston um, but... It would be Boston, then Tampa, then Florida. Probably. Florida last. Yeah. Yeah. Because we did beat Tampa the other day, right? Well, and like, who knows what version of Bobrovsky Florida gets in the first round, right? Like, if it's like prime Columbus Blue Jackets Bobrovsky, yeah, that's an unreal goaltender. But like, you're going up a team, you're going up a team, whomever gets Florida, right? you're going up against a team that doesn't have a first round pick until 2026 because they've traded them all for Sherratt, for Giroux, for Gudis, for, um, um, no, those were the, the, yeah, 2022, 2023. Yeah, no, this is, this is their year that they've gone nuts for. Um, and that scares me. And so I kind of want to, I kind of want to avoid that. Uh, my confidence level in this team right now, probably Jacob, is like an eighty. Um, and that's yeah. pretty good, four to five. Not yeah, bad I'm, at all. I'm, 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 I'm riding the wave right now, man. Like I'm, it's, it's about the process. And I've said a couple of times I could care less about the regular season, and I still hold true to that. But I'm still going to watch all the games, and I'm looking for mm. habits. And what I'm seeing is is promising. You know, react promising. emotionally as well, of course. Um. Why why do the um NBA playoffs start like a month and a bit earlier than the NHL playoffs but they start early like why is that do you know do you know this is I kind don't, of like I a don't good know. segue yeah. to yeah, the next I don't. topic which is the NBA playoffs starting on the horizon why do they start so early is it cuz they don't want to share the buildings during like the first round I don't know Simon that's a good question I'm it's I was weird like, how it works out like that. It well, is. the thing is, man, really like, I it. was like, I thought Matty D was lying to me on my TV yesterday. He was like, yeah, you know, they've got like a week and a, and a bit left. Three games like, left, Simon. I was like, I was like, pardon me? Mm-hmm. What, what is, what, wait, what? What's going on there? So that's weird. Um, Jacob, a year ago, a little bit, a little bit, right? A little bit longer than that. Mm-hmm. If I said to you that the Raptors would not only be in the playoffs, but not in uh, the play-in tournament, would you believe me? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think, Simon, the way we disrespected the Raptors at the beginning of this year. Oh, it was was awful. it's it almost makes it it almost makes me feel like we shouldn't talk about them and and be like supporting them at this point because it feels like we don't really deserve it. But um, we will. Uh, we're fully in now, I think, Simon, but I'm still going to be honest. I don't see like, 
you know, all the power to them. I love this team. I really, I think they have a really bright future with Scotty Barnes. Um, but I don't see this year being a year to compete per se. Like, depending on who you get in the first round, maybe you have, you know, a little bit more of a run. But like Simon, if I think if we see, I think if we see Milwaukee or Philadelphia in the first round, I think that's bad. Mm-hmm. So what, if we who's see, good? so yeah, Milwaukee and Philadelphia, I think are the two best teams in the East. See, I disagree um, with you on this one. I think. Well, you'd be wrong. Okay. No, I'm telling you objectively um, that okay. Milwaukee is the best team in the league. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. Okay. Oh, so you think? Who do you think? Who do you think's the second best team? Miami. I I don't want. I, let's not talk about it like that, Jacob. I want okay. it from the Raptors' perspective. Who okay. Who do you want? Who do you want it? Who do you want? I want Boston. See, I, I don't. want Boston. I don't. You don't want Boston. Nope. I want Boston. Give Why? me Boston. Why? Um, I don't think they have the team to beat the Raptors. I think they okay. have a couple solid players that are great players, but Simon, they just lost their center and mm-hmm. they have to replace them, I believe, with Daniel Tice, who's mm-hmm. a pretty bad center. Mm-hmm. That lives them essentially with Jason Tatum, who is you know a top 10 player in the league, Jalen Brown, who's a top five shooting guard, mm-hmm. and Marcus Smart, who's a great kind of facilitator slash defensive, you know, that type of player. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when you look at how the Raptors match up with that, it's really, really good. I think, okay. you know, the versatility of the Raptors lineup, there's three guys that can guard Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. There's three guys, maybe four, that can guard um, Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, if you can have one or two guys even, you know, switching on to them, you know, you're taking away their two best offensive players. Mm-hmm. And our and our game, Simon, is just grit, right? It's mm-hmm. run and gun. It's, it's get in there. So I think there's a lot to like about a matchup with Boston compared to Philadelphia or Milwaukee. Okay. Um, I think Boston's defensive play, mm. and correct me if I'm wrong, they have some really good defenders. They have... They have Marcus Smart's a great defender. You know, like I said, he's a really good yeah. facilitator slash kind of slasher gritty guy. Um, I want Philly. You don't want Philly, man. You don't Why? want Philly. Why? I've been watching a lot of Philly's games, Simon. Okay. For obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. As a team, they're mm-hmm. the best made team. So if they're firing, there's no chance. I don't think anyone beats them. In the East. So what happens if or at all. a couple of their players who are not vaccinated can't come to Toronto? Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Yep, that's fair. But, you know, so are you referring to Matisse Thybul not being, mm-hmm. you know, vaccinated? Listed as yeah. unable so, to attend play or unable tomorrow. to play tomorrow. Very, like, uh, ambiguous writing it wasn't like an injury or an illness or something yeah so he um and like he's he's a big part of that that team i mentioned right so mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i won't act like that's not a factor um but also 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 i just i want to i want to i want to highlight this 
Because mm-hmm. I think this is important. What What do you think that does to the to the to the locker room? Like, how we'll big of an impact at, does that have? Like, I think of, for example, Tyler Bertuzzi in 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 Detroit, who yeah. was the lone. And I I don't want to get into the politics of this or anything. I don't even think it's political. I, just I know that created a lot of turmoil in the Red Wings locker room when he was the sole player that could not travel to Canada. And I guess it's a little bit different because there's so many more Canadian teams, but the stakes are so much higher in in, in the the playoffs. Um, so do you think that makes an an impact? Honestly, like I can't. I don't know. Like here's the thing, too. We don't know everyone who's not vaccinated, right? So there could be other teams that are affected as well, but have no, said no, 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 no. Miami has confirmed that they are all Miami vaccinated. Miami has confirmed, and okay. um, um, Milwaukee. Okay, so Boston, another team that could potentially be affected. Yeah. yeah. Chicago, another team yeah. that could potentially be affected, right? Uh, Cleveland. Yeah, I told team. Trudeau, like, hey. Don't don't adjust the rules just yet. <laughs> yeah, and I mean Simon Brooklyn, most obviously will be affected too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, I'm just saying there are other teams that I think are more greatly affected by yeah. having to play Toronto. Yeah, but of those first couple matchups, you're right. I don't really, you know, I don't think, I don't think. Tyle being out for three games, you know, is it's is not enough. like uh, it's not like Harden or Embiid, you know. Yeah, it's not Harden. So here's the thing with Philly: I think that is not good for the Raptors. I think we're not deep. They're not super deep either, to be fair. But their five matches up better against our five than we do against them, in my opinion, because yeah. no one, no one's guarding Embiid. Unfortunately, um, he's. At this point in time, one of the you know very few players that's unguardable, and at the position that the Raptors are the worst at, right? Um, yeah. So when you have someone who's gonna you know potentially go for 30, 40 every night on you because there's no one to guard him, um, that's a bad mm-hmm. sign. And then when the secondary option Simon is a three-time scoring champ, um, I won't get into every, all of his accolades because I'll just keep going because there's so many. Um, but James Harden as a secondary option, Simon, is really nothing to slouch at either. No, um, it's not. It's not. It's not. And Tyrese Maxey having a great season. Tobias yeah. Harris, you know, another guy who can just go for you. Like he can just go off any given night. And I don't know if the Raptors have anyone that can match those type of scores no. offensively. No. Maybe Pascal. Maybe Pascal. Who do but you- I don't know if that's sustainable. Because no one else on our team can go for much more than 30, 35. Like Gary can maybe have a really hot shooting night, but he's not someone that if his shots off can create many other types of shots, right? He's a much, you know, he's a great catch and shoot guy. He can create some space, but he's not someone that's going to dominate the ball and be, you know, taking enough shots to take over a game. And I think Siakam's the only guy on the on the Raptors that can really match that type of play. And I think in the playoffs, that type of play at the end of the game especially is huge. Um, we gotta talk. We gotta talk about Tiaka, man. Like, he's really good, man. I think we disrespected him as well. So so bad. And like, 
I think we are like a microcosm of <laughs> yeah, of, uh, of the Trump. entire league. Yeah. Because and like I I like I've been watching all of the Raptors games down the line here. Um He's not, he's the best player on that team, Simon. It's oh, not and like it's not close. Fred has gone just, Fred has gone away, man. Pardon me? Fred has gone away too, and that's been yeah. Another reason uh, why Pascal stepping up has been so big. Um I still think like the majority of the league still views Siakam as bubble Siakam. And like they're Tampa unaware because no one watches Raptors. No one watches well, the Raptors guys, until they're playing. Team's playing he's them. playing unreal. Like he's he has to be all NBA. He has it, to be ha- all NBA yeah, Simon. Yeah. 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 Um for it, sure. I like, agree. He's the best player on the fifth best team of the East and like one of the most competitive, you know, years the East has ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Come no, on, man. He's great. Um ca- he's a top- off it. Sorry, so? go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna no, say he's a top say, three yeah, power yeah. forward in the league. Oh, for sure. And like coming off a injury, didn't start the season on time. Um, really tough year for like a variety of reasons. Um really, really special player and having a really special mm-hmm. season. Um and again, and yeah, like we, him. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was just gonna say him stepping up at the time he needed to, right? Like I said, Fred is like Fred was an all-star and I love that, but it's almost like he became complacent with that. And that's not what's going on. What's going on with his knee? Is there something wrong with his knee? People are saying he's not himself right now. Um, you know, health wise. So he's not playing these last three games. I guarantee you nurse is sitting his ass on, on the bench. Yeah. I think Fred, Fred is an X factor, right? For us. Like, I think you can expect Pascal to produce a certain amount, especially at this point in time. I know the playoffs are a different story. Um, but I think Pascal, like he seems to have figured something out, Simon. He's playing co- like more confident than he was, you know, in the bubble. Even before that, he's playing Do like you know someone if who's a the leader. Raptors now. have like a team psychologist or like have a mental performance team. Like I know the they Leafs have do. To. They have to. Um, Especially like some, yeah, he seems like happier. Does that make sense? Like I said, I think he's found his role a little bit more, and he's you know found his his you know who he is. I think. You know, and this is me speculating, Simon, but like being a pro and then, you know, having a really quick rise to stardom in that sense where he was, you know, nobody. Then he was six, uh, sorry, most improved player. And then he was first team. Uh, sorry, and then all-star. Max contract. Right. And then max contract. So like, you know, a lot of stuff came really quick for him. And I don't know if his, you know, his, his mind really was with him the whole time. And then I think he's just caught up to himself now and he understands a little bit more, you know, what it's like to be in this position and it's given him more confidence and, you know, coming with that a little bit more happiness. So Scotty, Scotty Barnes is the real deal, man. We'll say it every podcast, Simon. Scotty Barnes is better than Zion Williamson. Take that to the, he, he should, he should win rookie of the year. It's, um, it's, is it going to be Cade? It's not going to be Cade. It's either going to be Mobley or Scotty. And I, Mobley, it's Mobley or Scotty. It can't be Cade. Cade is on one of the worst teams in basketball, Simon. He's, he's good though. Don't get me wrong. Like he'll be, he'll be, he won't be great, but Cade will be good. He'll be like CJ McCollum, I think. He'll have, he'll be someone who's always good, but never. Scotty's the next Giannis. Yeah. He's the next 
Kawhi slash Giannis. And I could see Mobley being another like Anthony Davis type player, maybe a little less offensively, but you know, defensively sound with a pretty big bag. So there's no way where I'm ever going to find this out, but I wish we could grab uh, our text thread on the draft day. Uh, and I texted you and I don't even remember what we were saying. I thought we were pretty like no, no, neutral you about like, it. You not, I was mad. No, no. Oh, yeah. You were like, I was? What? Oh, all caps. Was I really? Not, I think I wanted yeah. Mobley. No. Yeah, you did. Bad. Like bad. Yeah. Um, so I was probably just mad at that. Yeah. But I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, did I want happy. Suggs? I don't think I wanted Suggs. I think you either. wanted Suggs too. Was I mad about it? You weren't, you oh, weren't man. impressed. I think you, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know. I think I, I was mad about not getting Mobley. But, but like, but you weren't you. I think you said who actually, if I remember. I think correctly. I think I did say that because I had no idea who he was. Um, but you know, and I was just feeding. I'm happy. I, like I'm I happy was mad because you were mad. You're like, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. We're, yeah, what are you doing, Masai? Like, who is this? He's <sighs> he's 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 hitting the nene at in the middle of the NBA draft. Who is this? Who is this fraud? Um. Yeah, though that was um. Yeah, I got to apologize again. That Simon, this goes back to the beginning of last podcast. You guys got to stop listening to me. Um, I appreciate you listening to the podcast, but you got to stop taking what I say as um, as truth. I guess it's just simply the opposite at this point, Simon. But as I say that, I'm going to give you some more takes about the MLB season. Is this your favorite time of the year? For this, oh, like, yeah. for the, like, is it just when like everything's about to get started? Teams are in their, you know, home cities now. Like, is this like kind of oh. like, like Christmas, Christmas Eve to you? Like, how how are you it's feeling just right so now? So exciting! It is exciting, Simon. But you know, we have finals going on right now at the same time, so it kind of keeps you out of that pit of despair of that studying kind of finals time. But it also, you know, you don't get quite as high until after. Are you gonna Are you gonna watch Friday? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, but Simon, I asked you to prepare a couple of things, so thanks for doing that. No problem. No but problem. first of all, yeah, you know, let's talk about Jose Ramirez probably not becoming a Blue Jay anymore. <laughs> yeah, I would say the the chances are pretty unlikely at this point. Um, yeah, so Jose Ramirez, someone who's been linked to the Jays for probably almost like two years now. Um, as we've said, a great player. Would have it, you know, fit perfectly. And with that lineup, just signed an extension today with Cleveland, the Cleveland Guardians. Um, so he will not be coming. I think it was worth like 170 million. And yeah, I don't know if the Jays really have any room to take that on with all their, you know, recent large contracts and extensions. So that's too bad. You know, I think a lot of people still thought myself included a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I think almost expected to have him. And, you know, to be fair, it's a great addition, but we don't, we don't need him to win, Simon. We don't. The more time that went without an extension increased the likelihood that I thought we were getting him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. But especially like wants to stay there. Yeah. Yeah, which like blows Ohio, my mind. 
Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. Have you been there? Oh, yeah. I actually think I've enjoyed that stadium, I think. It's kind of nice. It's a, it's No, it's a nice stadium. I'm just saying just Cleveland Ohio. as a city. Yeah, Ohio is Oh, just... Ohio is a state. Um, whoever's hearing this from Ohio, I'm not apologizing. <laughs> um, uh, fantastic. So break down how you want to do this. Like what is the approach? So Simon, this? yeah, we're going to go, you know, straight for the teams. Give me the three teams from the AL, three teams from the NL. We'll start with the AL. Simon, give me your top three contenders from the AL. In no particular order. White Sox, Jays, Astros, Mets. I, 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 I was Mets are know Mets are the, in the NL. Oh, sorry, my bad. Then who's okay. who? Who would? It's kind of Astros. I think I couldn't really pick okay. anybody else. What's your What's your three? It's going to be Toronto, Chicago White Sox, and I think the Red Sox are going to be pretty filthy this year too. Really, man? Who did they add? Trevor Story, who's a pretty phenomenal player. Is he a difference maker though? Yeah, he's a difference maker, Simon. He's, he is like, so he's, he's a shortstop by trade, um, but they're going to have him at second base this year. Um, which is pretty unfair because now they have they have two of the top five shortstops, Simon. Um, which is pretty ridiculous. We had that last year pretty much, right, with Semyon and Bichette, but they got two dudes up the middle now. And, you know, their third baseman, Rafi Devers, is I think one of the best pure hitters in baseball as well. Not to mention they have J.D. Martinez, former 40 home run hitter guy. Um, Alex Verdugo, who has, you know, great at-bats. It's just, I don't know, Simon. I think they're they're always beating expectations. Over the past like two, three years, no one's thought the Red Sox were gonna be that good. And they every time have been way better than people thought. So, you know, I think they're a team that has it figured out. And they added, like I said, a difference maker. So Okay. Those are my three AL uh contenders. Three your NL contenders. Tell my NL contenders are Number one, the Dodgers. I'm going to say number one because, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm going to make sure that it. that's in order. You got to. Yeah. You the got Dodgers, it. Simon, I think I touched on this last week, but the Dodgers have Trey Turner leading off, who is arguably the best shortstop in baseball. They have Mookie Betts in right field, who is arguably, arguably the best right field in base, right fielder in baseball. Then they have Freddie Freeman, who's arguably the first baseman best first baseman in baseball. And I think just by that alone, and if you don't look at the rest of their lineup, you would say that's a pretty solid team. But then you do look at the rest of their lineup and there's just dude after dude in there. And it's not fair. They just pay a stupid amount of money to have every player that you could dream of, Simon. But, you know, it it works out for them. So I don't see how you bet against them right now. Um, you know, secondary um, pick for the NL. For me, Simon is the Mets, and that is largely dependent on one player making a return at some point I in the near t- future. I want to talk about him a little bit later. He sh- he appears on a couple of my other lists down the line. Perfect. I think. Perfect. Um, uh, yeah, Jacob deGrom is out for four to six weeks, be reevaluated. Um, he had essentially like, it's called like a a bad reaction in his shoulder. And I believe there's like a uh, either some tissue or a tendon 
in his shoulder that is just not okay right now. And I'm not sure what the cause is. I don't know if a lot of people do, um, but it's not looking great for him. And, you know, coming off a season after like an elbow strain, Simon, that's, it's literally the last thing you want to see, like elbow, shoulder, like what's next, right? So um, it's really, it's just, it's so, it pisses me off to see, you know, one of the, a generational talent have to miss like a significant amount of time in his prime. So if he can come back, I think the Mets are, you know, a force. I think they're, like you say, Simon, a wagon. Um, But yeah, my third team is probably San Diego. I was high on them last year. And I'm still pretty high on them. I think if Tatis comes back and is himself, you know, coming into a lineup that's already really solid, there's, you know, there are some things I think people can forget about just how explosive that lineup can be. Um, And again, the NL West is a super competitive division. So I don't see much coming out of the Central. I don't see much coming out of the... East aside from the Mets, I think people will, you know, a lot of people will say Atlanta is going to make a run. I don't see it this year. I see them being good. I don't see them being a contending team. That's just me. Who did you have for the NL? Oh, Atlanta. Um, uh, Dodgers are my number one team for sure. They're that's, that's the only answer you really need. Everything else is, is subjective. The first answer is they're kind of like the Colorado of like the MLB. They're just like you look at any position and they're just stacked. Um, But like it's way better in L.A. because there's not an eighty eight million dollar salary cap where Bednar needs to like. um, I mean, they're spending like like three times that over three times that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, Uh, So Dodgers, Padres, Braves. Okay. I think that's fair. You know, we just have. I just, um, I just like the Braves team, man. They're special. What they did last year, like uh, Acuna. We'll talk more about him too. But they have some dudes there, and just because Freddie Freeman left, I don't think a lot of like myself included might be sleeping on them. So that's a great pick, Simon. Thank you. I appreciate that. Tell me who you uh, have for the AL MVP. Man, it's not even a homer take. Vladdy's winning AL this year, AL MVP, and it's not even going to be particularly close. Shohei Otani was a one-hit wonder, and he is overrated. He did great. Okay, Shohei, he was great last year. 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 He's not going to repeat it, man. He's not going to repeat it. He's not going to repeat it. He's not going to. I don't know if he's going to be as good as last year. And I agree with you, but I think to say he's he had a special season. He had a special season. He had a special season. He had a fantastic season, but he's capable of that, Simon. That's what people forget. Okay. However, I'm 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 not a fan. However, you know, I think this can go a a multitude of ways. Is that a? Yeah, a multitude of ways, right? Mm -hmm. That works. Yeah. Um. I think Vlad is, you know, first and foremost, the first name that comes to mind for me too. Um, but I think a value pick, Simon, a sleeper pick, could be Aaron Judge. And hear me out. Oh, come on. If the Yankees... No, listen, listen, listen. I think Vladdy's my first pick. He's, the, like I said, the first name that comes to mind. But as a value pick, like a sleeper dark horse, if the Yankees are good, that's pretty much, you know, he's their best player. So if the Yankees are good, Aaron Judge is going to be good. And if they do really well, 
Aaron Judge has an even bigger shot of being, you know, best player on the best team. So a guy to watch out for, I would say, is Aaron Judge. Um, but yeah, I think it's Vladis to lose right now. And who's Trout your, needs to stay healthy. Who's your uh, who's your NL? For me, it's Ronald Acuna Jr. I think that hinges on his health because he he has shown tendencies, Simon. He's shown tendencies to miss some time, but usually, you know, he he's shown that he can come back. So I'm hoping he comes back um, even better because he is electric, electric. He's got Simon. We talk about tools. We've talked about tools, right? Yeah. He's a five tool guy if there is one in the league. So if he's good, if he's right, I think it's his to lose. However, Juan Soto is another name you'll hear a lot of guys say too. That's However, I don't think his team's good enough. I know that doesn't matter as much in baseball. But saying that, Simon, in, when your team's not very good in baseball, that means the other team doesn't have to pitch to you really, right? Yep. Like, so... You know, if Juan Soto is going to be hitting with the bases empty all the time, he's not going to get pitches to hit, Simon. So I think that's one thing to note about Juan Soto's chances. However, he can handle the bat like pretty much no one else. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's up there too. I put you have Juan, Juan Soto. Soto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a phenomenal, phenomenal hitter, Simon. I think I genuinely think if I pitched to him 10 times, he would get 10 hits or at least get on base 10 times. Like, I don't think like, unless you're at the very top of, you know, the game and pitching the very, very, like I'm talking like essentially a top 10 percentile pitcher in the MLB. If you're not that, I don't think Juan Soto has an issue hitting anything you throw unless you're, like a top pitcher in the MLB, I don't think, you know, Juan Soto has any issue hitting what you throw. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's a great pick as well. Uh, Who do you have for your Cy Young Awards in the AL and NL? Okay, so this is going to be a homer, but I think Brios, man. I'm like, I'm really expecting... Like that is a homer pick. I think he's. I think he could be. I think he could have a special season, though. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Um, I would love to see that. I. I don't even think he's the best pitcher on our team, Simon. Who's the? But who I would you love think to is see the it. best pitcher. I think it's Gosman, and really? then Manoa, and, and then, then Brios. Brios? Yep. Whoa! Yep. Whoa! And I think it's really close between Hunjin Ryu and uh, Jose Barrios too. Oh god, <laughs> I do. But no, that wait. here, don't hold take on, this on. as no, no, no. don't take the this pod, the wrong the way. Pod, uh, Kikuchi and Kikuchi and Barrios are not that far apart from each other. Um, here we go, Simon. I'm not saying this as a diss to Jose Barrios in the slightest. This is completely like me saying, look how strong this rotation is. Okay. Cause Simon, I think he's great. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a great pitcher. I just, I, I just, I, I don't think of him as an ace. 
And he could get there. He could get there. I just need to see him make a step forward this year. Because he's shown a couple good years, but he hasn't shown a year where he's worthy of being called an ace. And I'm not saying the guys in front of him have. I just think they have. No, he's special. He's been underrated as hell in Minnesota, right? You're right. You're right. And and he's special. He, he He's got swing and miss stuff. Yeah, 100%. Who do, who's your who's your uh AL uh Cy Young? Like you can't. a lot of people think Cole Simon is just not he's not a guy I really I've said like, I don't want to go, you know, too bad mouthing against him, but I don't think Garrett Cole is as good as people give him credit for. Um, you know, people always talk about the sticky stuff. And I think that was a huge factor into how he, you know, found success. I also think if you watch him pitch, he doesn't have the precision. A lot of other top pitchers have Corbin Burns, Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, where they're hitting spots with pitches. And obviously he hits, you know, he'll hit his spots and all that. But I think because his stuff is so good and he throws so hard, he gets away with some things. Um, but then it's exposed when he faces good hitters. Um, so I think that's something I've noticed, but I don't, I think he's obviously a tremendous pitcher still. I just don't love him as a guy either too much. Anyways, my pick for the, uh, AL Cy Young after all that Simon is uh Shohei Otani. Come on. Are you kidding me? I'm not, I'm not, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna have a really good pitching year but not as good hitting a year. That's just the take I have. Yeah, because so. it was a special season. It was great for him. He can't replicate it, man. I don't think, like I said, I don't think he's going to replicate it, but I think he's going to be a great pitcher this year, just not as great a hitter. I think, right. you know, like he just, last year was his be, first year off. I don't think going to be particularly close. I don't think Otani's winning the, uh, I don't think, I, I'm pretty confident actually that Otani's not winning the NL Cy Young. Simon, uh, last sorry, year, AL, 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 AL. Um, keep in mind, last year, he was coming off Tommy John. Yeah. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Mark this. 51 minutes into this episode, I'm saying Shohei, it's impossible Shohei's winning the Scion. I don't think it's, it's going to happen. We'll take that to the bank then. Um, take that to, I just don't think it's possible. Simon, who's your NL? Who's your NL Scion? Okay, so I want DeGrom. I really do. He can't do. be him. Why? I, don't, I think he's going to miss too much time. Okay, no, but you're not you you're not letting me speak. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I want it to be Degrom because I think it can be Degrom if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, I I think he's such a special player that I had no idea who he was before I met you. Well, not met you, but like started this <laughs> sorry podcast. About that. Um, and I just really enjoyed watching him pitch. For the oh, he's very, special. For the very short times that he's been healthy consistently. Mm-hmm. I would love it to be Dugram. Um, but I'm gonna go Scherzer. So I actually those are like my two favorite pitches, pretty much. I love those guys. They're on my favorite team in the NL too. Like the Mets are my favorite team in the NL. I don't think either of them win it this year. Really? No, I so don't. You think, I think DeGrom, obviously, for his injury, but what's your yeah. uh, case against Scherzer? 
I think you're going to start seeing his age this year. I think he's going to miss more starts than we think. He's usually been like an Ironman, um, you know, and as I say this, he'll probably now pitch the most starts by anyone of his age ever. Um, but I just, from what I, you know, think, I see him regressing this year more than we have in the past. And I still think he's going to be, you know, three ERA, give you like 175 strikeouts too. I think he'll be great. I just don't think he'll be Max Scherzer um, quite anymore, which is not a terrible thing because he's still going to be really good. Like I said, I just like Clayton Kershaw. You saw it last year is, is starting to fall a bit too. And it's, it's, they're getting up there in age, Simon. It's, it's not, you know, necessarily something bad. I'm just saying, I don't think he's going to have Cy Young stuff this year. I think it's going to be Zach Wheeler. Yeah. Okay. Watch out for him. Philadelphia, uh, they have a guy there, Simon. Zach Wheeler has some phenomenal stuff. So he's got to watch out for. He's my pick. See, the case against Scherzer is what I actually think is going to put him in a really good position to win. The narrative around it, him being old. Or just, yeah, that, yeah, him being older and him still having the stuff that he has. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see how that plays out because that we have a very different opinion of such a... Uh, of, of I him. think he's, like I said, I still think he's yeah, going to no, be you an don't all-star. Think he's bad. You don't think he's bad. I yeah, just, I don't think he's going to be a Cy Young winner. Because of the age, I think he's going to be a Cy Young winner because of the age. So I oh, think that, okay. That, okay. that paradox okay. I like is that. kind of fun. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and Simon, just to finish us off today, yeah. I want to know who you think the best five players in the league are going into the season. Yes. Okay. So this was this was a little tough because I, I'm not really well versed outside of the Jays, and then really outside of the AL, particularly the AL East. So I, I really had to kind of think about this. The list that I've compiled are like hot topic names that I hear in the news, people you talk about sometimes, um, who I think could have special seasons. Um, is this an order or is it just top five? I want the order, Simon. Okay. Health permitting Mike Trout. Number one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to get ripped on this list so hard. No, 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 um, no. I'm I'm okay with Acuna, it so far. Acuna Jr. Yeah. Tatis. Okay. Oh, no. no okay, uh, I said okay, okay. Juan Soto. Yeah. And Vladi. Okay. That's, that, Simon, is a great list, I think. I think that's a great list. Okay. okay. I think... There are some guys there. I was kind of nervous, man, a little bit, to be honest. No, that's, I like that list, Simon. I do. I think there are, every guy there has an argument for being in the top five. That's all you really, you know, as long as they all have an argument for being in the top five, I think that's a valid list. What's your list? What's that? What's your list? I'm going to do it descending order. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Um, and let me first, before I say this list, because there are maybe some controversial things. <laughs> let me first say my criteria for picking, you know, who the best is, is kind of based on three factors, Simon. Okay. Factor one, like overall production in the past. So 
they need to have some track record. You know, I can't just be like a rookie who's been crazy in AAA. Like, I need to see at least some form of success. They need you know, to be high an success. established MLB player. Yeah, an established MLB success, right? Okay. Second, you know, I need to see something that gives them an edge, right? I need to see something like a part of their game that really separates them from other people. Mm-hmm. And then third, I need their availability. What do you mean? To factor in. I think being there oh, for your team, you like know, injuries? I say this all the time, availability is the best ability. And so I fact, I, I honestly do factor that in. So, and like the so longevity of their career and like how, like healthy they can stay. Like, yeah. How, how long they can stay healthy for. So, Oh, you know, okay. that being okay. said, that's why I have Jacob deGrom at number five. Okay. okay. I think he's the best pitcher in baseball, not particularly close. And I think between, you know, his established success, I mean, like before getting injured last year, I promise you, he was going to have a historic season. Year before Man, that, phenomenal. That's, before yeah, that. That's not a controversial take. Like yeah. people like league wide were yeah. very So I vocal. think he's like, so clearly the best pitcher in baseball i think you have to include him in your top five and i think because of his recent injuries i think five is as high as i can put him oh is that fair to you i agree I okay agree. so i'm at number four i have vladdy okay and this is a lot higher than a lot of people have him but i think you know we get the chance to watch him a little more i think he has more of an impact than people think on the game i think he's mm-hmm. a I think he's the second best pure hitter in the game of baseball. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to get to the first, but I think he's the second best pure hitter in the game of baseball. Mm-hmm. And I think his defense is overlooked at first base. I think it's great there. Mm-hmm. And I think the energy, the vibe and the leadership he brings to this team is also worth noting. Like he's the, he's the cornerstone of this team and he wears that pressure. Like it's nothing like it's a smile to him, right? He's yeah. dealt so well with being the number one prospect in baseball and even when he wasn't doing well, man, like you saw nothing but smiles from this guy. So I think, you know, understanding some of the intangibles that he brings, he brings like a level of maturity and a level. I know it's not obvious the maturity, but I think, you know, the fact that he is this face of baseball right now and this cornerstone of this contending team and he has this composure, people overlook that, I believe. He's a pro. He's a pro. He's a pro. Like, um, and I think that factors into, you know, the value mm-hmm. he brings. And mm-hmm. he's, he, you know, knock on wood, he's been healthy so far in his career. So yeah. that's another big thing to add. He plays almost all, all their games. Yeah. Third on my list, Simon, mm-hmm. I have Bryce Harper. Interesting. Bryce Harper is the most underrated player in the MLB, and it's not close. He's so disrespected by MLB fans. It's ridiculous, Simon. He has two MVPs. You think it's his personality? I don't think so. I think he's a pretty cool guy. Like I honestly think Bryce Harper is a really cool guy. He's fairly down to earth. Like he, when he was younger, he was a bit of a hothead. Like we see. That, him well, that's what I was talking see. about. Like he kind of, ide- yeah. he kind of developed this like persona of him that was pretty like kind of a bad boy, right? A little bit of a bad yeah. boy. But his like his offensive production is like it's just it's elite, Simon. It's elite. And I, I don't understand why people continue to like doubt him. I don't think it's fair. He obviously does, you know, I think he deserves some postseason success, but you know, I really hope the Phillies get him that, but his 
like offensive performance, he's another guy that could just go for another MVP this season, and I wouldn't be surprised at all. I think he'd go for 50 home runs this year. I'm actually going to call that, that Bryce Harper goes for 50 home runs this year. Second, Simon. Mm-hmm. I have Ronald Acuna Jr. as well, so I'm glad we agree on that one. Um, you know, like I said, he's a guy that has all the tools and yeah. his availability um, is a factor as well. So I think if we can see a full season from him doing, you know, like Simon, he could have a 40-40 season. He could have a season where he hits 40 home runs and steals 40 bases. And he could probably also hit like 30 doubles. So mm-hmm. if you have a guy like that who has a plus glove and a plus arm, like like you, there's nothing He's better special. you can He's ask special, for yeah. from a player, He's right? He's special. There's nothing better you can ask for. So if he can stay healthy and then do the things he does for a full season, that scares me. And then Simon, I got to go Mike Trout, number one. Um, the only thing I want to note about him is that I need like, I need him to be back to the same production from before his injury. Because, yeah. you know, through his career, he's been pretty durable. But last year, we didn't see him a lot. Um, I need to see him, you know, this year be the exact... Like, I need to see the exact same production because there are so many good hitters. Um, yeah, I think that's something worth noting. And... Simon, I know I left off someone pretty big, Juan Soto. And to me, I think you can flip-flop. For He's six for me, okay? He's right there at six for me. Um, okay. I think his defensive value is lower okay. than anyone else above him on my list. Um, but yeah, I think depending on how much you value a pitcher, um, you can put Juan Soto fifth and you can put DeGrom sixth. I just personally value I, what DeGrom does more. Well, and also if DeGrom's health yeah. was there, he's he's not even yeah. fifth. He's higher yeah, on the right? So, and exactly. So, you know, Juan Soto hopefully is going to have a fully healthy season this year. And um, I think he's... Fantastic. As I said, Vladdy's the second best. I think Juan Soto's the best. So, you know, I just don't think... I think Vladdy adds more all around than him. Um, and then the reasons I put... Acuna, Trout, and um, Harper in is because I think Harper is arguably the best offensive player year in, year out. And I think Trout and um, Acuna play center field, so their defensive metrics matter much more. Well, folks, there you have it. There you have it. A little bit of a longer episode today, which is kind of nice. An hour and an hour and five. Not feel like that. Um, But as always, thank you all so much for sticking around. Thanks for listening. Um, we really appreciate it. Have a great rest of your week and enjoy the opening weekend of the MLB season. <laughs>